Thank you for tuning in to Late and Disorganized while I'm on the road full of caffeine and hubris. I'm feeling real arrogant today. <laughs> anyway, um, there is no greater metaphor for life. I know I've said that before. I know I said that before. There is no greater metaphor for life than uh, getting in the car, getting on the road and driving. People's driving style really show who they are as people. Because if you drive long enough, if you've driven long enough, it becomes an unconscious thing, like walking. And the thing about walking is that some people can train themselves to walk a certain way to exude a certain attitude. Even if they aren't the epitome of the attitude that they're exuding, they can train themselves to walk a certain way to where that walk becomes ingrained in them and they just seem like Someone who walks with perfect posture, backup, and confidence. And some women can walk with a sexy walk and the ass is shaking and the thighs are shaking and it's just a walk of pure confidence and sexiness. Like they're in hills but it look like they're stomping. And not have any of that real belief in them, but they just know that externally, that's what people will think of them when they view their walk. But when it comes to driving, it becomes such an innate skill, it becomes who you are. And the average person isn't considering what other people are thinking of their driving skills or how they drive because it's more of a personal thing. You ever rid, rode with someone and while they're driving, they're constantly checking their windows. I'm sorry, their side mirrors and their rear view mirror. That's someone who lives in the past. They are, they're, they're, they're constantly focused on what's behind them. Constantly focus on what's behind them. What's behind them is more important than what's in front of them. And then you get people who don't check any mirror when they change lanes. They just change lanes. They really look behind them. That's someone who's always looking towards the future. And you would think that, hey, that's a positive thing to always look towards the future. But it's looking towards the future with no foresight of anything that's around them. A lot of times people feel like some people are just lucky. They always have positive things happen to them. And they they really get the effects of karma. And it's not that karma doesn't exist in that person's world. It's just that they're so focused on what's in front of them that even when karma strikes... They don't recognize that bad things in their lives happen because of their actions. They are just bad things that just happen to happen. 
It's not because of their, how they're driving. When they get in an accident, it's not their driving skills that someone ran into them. It's not they ran a red light. It's the city and how the city set up the light system and it should have gave them more time. When they get a ticket for speeding, it's not that they were speeding. It's because the cop wanted to be the dick that day and give them a speeding ticket for just going seven miles over the speed limit, even though they were keenly aware that they passed by a cop and they passed by multiple people pulled over on that same road, which should have signaled to them that it was quarter time, but they didn't care. They were looking at what was in front of them. So when things happen, it's never any indication that they had anything to do with it. They're keenly focused in front of them and where they got to go. You get people who you'll be riding down the road and you'll see at least a good two miles in front of you. And you'll see signs that say merge left due to construction or you'll see emergency lights in the lane and everyone in front of you that you can see is getting over all evidence that you should just get over right now so you don't have to squeeze in or have someone not let you in you got full capabilities of getting over right now and just cruising until you pass the accident or the construction and you'll get some people who will get all the way to the point that it's impossible to continue and then try to get over in other people's way. Totally inconsiderate about the person next to them. They lack foresight and they don't care about anyone else but themselves. And it's all dictated within their driving style. You can, if you go on dates and the person that you're going on a date with is driving and you're trying to get to know them, their driving style on the way and around town will totally tell you what type of person they are and how they view themselves, what they're focused on and what they think about others. Some people, others are just things in their way. Some people ride the brakes. They're too cautious. And you ask them what happened. Why are they driving like that? They'll tell you about an accident they had. They can't. They're the type of person that bad instances in the past dictate their present. And they can't let it go. That's the type of person that if you're in a relationship with them and you cross them in some way that affects them, they're never going to let it go. And all of their actions in a relationship will be dictated based on whatever happened. You get some people that while you're driving, you're cruising the speed limit or five limit five miles over. You'll be driving in the slow lane on the right. You'll be clear breezing on the left with no one there. And they'll get right up on your tail. Why? Because they want to inconvenience you. They want you out of their way. They rather inconvenience you than make things easier for themselves.
a nice pause there for you to consider your driving style. You're a tailgater. You change lanes without signaling. You think about signaling. Some people do it out of habit. To the point that it doesn't even matter if they have any clearance. They do it out of habit because it's a part of turning. It's a part of changing lane. Whether or not it's a, it's a safe, clear turn, they're going to do it. And some people signal to show intention to the people behind them or the people next to them to say, here is where I, where I am going just to notify you so you're aware. Because if you're aware where I am going, it's less likely that you'll cause me a problem. They're considerate people. They're going to make sure you understand where they come from before they move along. They have a lot of clarifying statements when you talk with them. You understand? You feel me? You get that? They seek clarification with you before they move forward. Everyone, it's like there's nothing about driving that can be hidden because you get in the car and you do it so much and it becomes so innate but it is everything that you are as a person it's not about what you're driving as much as it is about how you're driving it in America and capitalism it, 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 it's a, there's a big focus on what you have some people can get a BMW and drive like they're driving a Toyota from the 90s safe avoiding bumps this is precious to me because I care about this car it costs me a lot it means something to me I don't want anything to happen to it. They value their possessions. They value what's important to them. Some people get in the BMW and it becomes a flex. They, they want to be seen in it. And they feel like because of what they have, they're better than anyone else on the road. So they drive wild. They cut people off. It's a big flex that they have this car. And you're going to know about it whether or not you want to or not. What does that say about who they are as a person? They're the type of person to be in a relationship with someone and see them as a trophy. And it has nothing to do with who that person is as a person. That's how they're going to treat you. It's something to be used recklessly. Because your main purpose to me is that people know I'm capable of getting you. So much about driving is who we are as people.
thank you for tuning in to the disorganized segment of Late Disorganized, where we delve into matters and things in a very disorganized, uninformed way, <laughs> but still entertaining, making us think and giving us reason to research things on our own and get into things that we never really considered getting into because they're interesting for our disorganized minds. It's something that allows us to care about something that's not worth caring about. And with so many things in the world to have to care about that you can't put down and walk away from, it's good to have things that you can care about, but you can still put them down and walk away because they're not essential to life. And that is one of the reasons why everyone kind of gets into reality show dramas and music dramas, entertainment drama, things of that nature, because it's something that you can pour all your emotions into, but at the same time, you can put it down and walk away from it, unlike a lot of the relationships and the issues in your life. So people um, had to have a tendency to get bothered by distractions or feel like distractions aren't you know beneficial to their lives but just for emotional support sometimes it's good just to have things that you can apply the same level of concern and emotions to as you was your real problems but at the same time be able to put them down and walk away from them because they aren't that important and that goes into the most recent events with uh, Cong for me, with Congress and uh, the reality of extraterrestrial existence in the world and in the universe. Recently, there had been uh, some whistleblowers within the government that had behind the scenes been making a push to have the government take extra extraterrestrial. Uh, life form serious UAPs UFOs serious and uh, really take a look at it and see what's going on and when it first became a thing that was talked about in actual news I got excited because it was like oh we're, we're finally going to um, take something that we don't understand fully and investigate it in, in a large way and it's going to be all over the news and it's going to be new and exciting and for for me i was disappointed because after that big news story uh it kind of died down like everyone jumped on it and got excited but once everyone really started to pay attention it's almost like the government kind of pulled back from it because they weren't really ready to jump head first into it which uh in a way kind of bothers me and i'm going to explain that in a moment most recently there was a hearing with the oversight committee um uh, with people bringing forth their experiences and videos and revelations revelations that that they had that got the government to create this new organization called arrow uh, that would investigate a lot of these things. And the, the very first hearing that they had was very disappointing. 
it, it was almost like they still are investigating it, but they don't want to take it seriously because they don't want to be seen as crackpots. And it's like, well, I think the vast majority of us with what we've seen in this world are far beyond uh, believing that if, if government officials are willing to put themselves up there and say that this is something that exists, that we're going to see them as crazy. But so when the second committee came up, I didn't watch the hearing because I thought it was going to be some more bullshit. And I'm sick of seeing all these committees for a uh, multitude of different things within the government uh, sitting up there and creating sound bites for social media and the news and nothing ever gets done. So I never really considered sitting down and watching it. And I was bored one day and I, I pulled up a podcast and the podcast essentially said, you know, for this podcast, I'm just going to replay the, the, the Senate hearing about there wasn't a Senate hearing there was a government hearing oversight committee about the, the UAP investigation so while I'm sitting there listening to it I was very surprised at a lot of the committee uh, members asking really good questions and they had a representative on there who uh, was in the intelligence community, community that was really going down a list as to what they're looking for how they got 350 uh, admissions of stories and information that they would be able to investigate and tell from that. Hopefully they'd be able to tell what, what's going on. So the guy who was in, in the intelligence side said before he even started his uh, spiel and everything that as of right now, the government still has no evidence that any of these anomalous things are uh, of extraterrestrial extra uh, origin. And I got kind of irritated because some of the videos that they, that they shown, it was like, how could you say that this is something that's a, a spy plane or something that's from Russia or China, especially we're seeing the, the war in Ukraine and how Russia if it had that technology that we're seeing, that we're saying might come from another country, why aren't they just using that? It would almost be pointless to send so many people to die if you have all of these uh, advanced technologies. But when he really broke it down as to why they're saying uh, what they're saying, they had a few videos that they shown and a few instances that they shown that everyone had widely believed that this was of extraterrestrial origin. And they were able to systematically take uh, videos frame by frame and see that, you know, it wasn't anything anom anomalous. They had an explanation for everything. And they just kept saying, when we really break things down scientifically, scientifically, there is no way to prove that this is absolutely of extraterrestrial origin. We can explain it away in a lot of different ways. Now, when I read that, that um, headline, I got irritated, but when I actually sat and listened to him explain it in the way that he explained it, I absolutely understood. Like, it's not that they're trying to say that extraterrestrial things don't happen or there's no origin for that. It's just that if we're going to put these beliefs out and say that this is what this is, then we need absolute evidence where it is totally definable 
that this is something that we can absolutely say is not of human origin. And they just went down the list of the, uh, a lot of different things that they were able to uh, disprove and some things that they were not able to disprove, but they just didn't have enough evidence to absolutely say that this is what this is. It was a very informative committee and um, a lot of the opinions from uh, news journalists and podcasters afterwards were a lot more tame and they could see that kind of the same thing I was seeing that, hey, you know, they really are trying to figure things out and they really don't on at least the surface level know fully from their end what these things are but there may be people within the government that know a whole lot more they just have it come forward and there's a hard egg to crack at the same time the committee was informative it was irritating because it, it showed uh, uh, a snapshot into government that the evidence of what you're looking for is there and we could make a leap and say that this is what this is but on a scientific level there's not enough absolute evidence so it needs some more investigation we're not going to just go into it and say that this is what this is and let that be the catalyst for why we do this and do that that's the part that's irritating because when you think about so many government committee committees and things that happen in the government there are so many rushes to judgment when it comes to laws that are created that actually hinder people that there doesn't seem to be as much uh, of an effort to come up with absolute evidence to make this thing true or this a reality. Especially when it comes to financial matters and a lot of these banks and financial institutions if it shows that with the way the government operates, if you muddy the waters enough to where they can't, they can't nail down specifically and accurately what you've done, they won't make that leap to say you've done it. It'd be like committing a murder in a house and then having the ability to flood the house. Like all of the evidence is in the house, but now you can't tell where the murder occurred because the, the DNA is everywhere. What weapon was used because everything's been um, contaminated by the, by the water and all of the things inside the water. It's like if you can flood the house enough, the government is not going to move. And it just shows uh, that that is why government has a hard time working. If you have enough uh, of, a, of an ability to muddy the waters, nothing is going to get done because they won't definitively uh, attach to any conclusion. So the only people who really ever get caught are the people who don't muddy the waters. Uh, Martha Stewart, Martha, um, the guy Martin Scarelli, uh, Bernie Madoff, they're people who their uh, own hubris and their uh, positions in life got them to the point that they didn't muddy the waters enough for the government to definitively say 
that this is what they were doing. So it's the same thing when when it comes to uh, congressmen knowing what the deal is before things happen and moving their stocks around. They know how they they understand government oversight and they know how to muddy the waters just enough to where no one can definitively say that this is what they're doing, which is kind of crazy when you think about Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA. If a player is betting on the game, the vast majority of them are not stupid enough to place bets in their names. They'll go through countless different ways to place bets on the games, but not, you know, personally attach themselves. They, they muddy the water as far as they're concerned but the NFL, the MLB, and NBA are always able to iron it down and figure out. I was watching something before and they were talking about the, the ex-commissioner of the NBA, David Stern, how he knows where, you, where your mother's bodies are buried, where your sister, your uncle, everyone. The NBA is super investigative when it comes to the players within the league because one player damaged the shield that damaged the shield for everybody and it's like how can these private organizations be more effective in governing themselves than the government <laughs> and it's not like they got they have more money than the government and it's not like they even care more than the government it's just a, it's amazing how they can be more uh, effective in governing themselves than the government can be and governing itself. And um, that's one thing about the, the committee that really stood out to me is that even though it was extremely informative, extremely convincing and that they really were trying to put effort into figuring out what these things were, when it comes down to it, they won't move, they won't step unless they have definitive evidence of what they're gonna be putting themselves behind. But the reality of uh, the realization that extraterrestrials exist and UAPs are not of human origin is really fascinating to me. It's really because uh, because it's real. There's no way it's not real. There's no way it's not a real thing. There's too many. There's too much evidence as to uh, as to why these things are not man-made. When you uh, really sit down and you read the accounts of the events at Skinwalker Ranch and some of these uh, high-ranking military officials and their uh, experiences and their knowledge when it comes to these ano anomalous things, they're not getting paid for the stories and the and this information and even if they are they're not getting paid a ton of money so it's like why would you want to muddy your experience and your reputation to let people know that these things are real they are real and it's um the fact that it's a it's a real thing and our world just keeps going like it's nothing it is kind of amazing like there are beings, entities that have the ability 
to harness the power of gravity and move throughout the air, throughout space, throughout uh, water with no visible propulsion and no jet stream, no wake in the water, just move like they are, like they exist, but they don't exist. And the amount of times people at Skinwalker Ranch have uh, came upon cattle that have been mutilated with uh, surgical precision and there'd be no blood around dripping or anything like that. And, and there'll just be things missing from the cow inside the cow with no incision mark. Like they'll, they'll find cows with the heart missing, surgically cut out, but no incision mark to get to the heart. When you realize that those, those type of things are happening in this world, and the distractions that we distract ourselves with. It's like, it's like the most amazing distraction possible. And it's back page news. What it, would, what it could mean for reality, what it could mean for our existence. I'm, I'm super excited. Like I might not live to see the, the result of it, and the, the technology that comes from it. But just being able to harness zero uh, emission energy, being able to pop in and out of reality, being able to do surgery without any incision, being able to walk among us and not be us. There's just a ton of things when it comes to uh, extraterrestrial and anom anomalous existence that to me are fascinating. And it's, it's, it's good to see that the government is, is, is at least, at the very least, putting a face in front of it, putting a committee in front of it, even if they're they have way more information than they're letting on. They're at least, it's like a soft disclosure. Like we at the very least, at least on a government level to the citizens acknowledge that this is a thing. Whereas before, uh, when you think all the way back to Roswell, no, this is just a weather balloon. Even now with um, the government shooting down the Chinese weather balloon and then shooting down three other objects and not notifying anyone as to what these objects were. The, the understanding that it may not be disclosure to presidents, presidents may not fully know, heads of uh, government entities may not fully know, and the why is being held down. Like a lot of, a lot of us as, as human beings, think about greed and we think about the economies and all of the crazy reasons why it would be a thing of a need to know type thing but whatever they are here for they aren't here to dominate us because if they can travel 
light years to get here, they could eliminate us in an instant. So what would be the need to uh, hold back if they didn't want to? So the fact that they haven't really done anything too bad kind of removes the need to fear them. And then there's more uh, talk and evidence of there being spectrums of light and realities that we can't see that exist around us. Like everything that we see and are able to interact with is only within our means of perception, but there's a whole nother world that we can't perceive that consistently goes on around us. Like it's like an ant has no idea that Joe Biden is president. It's like we're on that level. Things that are so beyond us that an ant and Joe Biden can exist in the same reality, in the same world, in the same country, in the same house even. And the ant be totally aware of who Joe Biden is and what his revelance is to the world. It's the same way that we could be when it comes to extraterrestrials. We, we can literally be in the same room. They could be sitting next to us and we just don't have the, the means to perceive them. That's, um, for me, that's an, that's an amazing thing that this is a reality. And in one day, there'll be enough evidence for the government to uh, at least say that, hey, we are aware of these extra realities that we can't perceive, but we know they exist. And it'd be like crowdsourcing. I think the government kind of gets a little arrogant in its own britches and feels like it has the most intelligent and most people with foresight and imagination think if they were to able it's like uh chat gpt or gpi i forget gpa who the hell knows well i know a lot of people know but it's like when they when open source ai came out them releasing it to the world allowed so many people with creative ambitions to take this thing and make it so many different things to the point that now they can take a rapper like Drake take his writing style, his rapping style, tell the AI to write a song in Drake's writing style, then tell an AI to simulate Drake's voice and rapping style, to simulate this uh, producer's producing style, put them together, create a chorus, a bridge, and we're going to add The weekend, And the song sounds like it was made by The weekend and Drake, like a top 10 hit. And all of that came from OpenAI that just got released out to everyone at the start of this year. And we're in uh, April, four months into the year, and that's what... This has already been done with something that just got introduced. 
So imagine if the government on a wide range was able to notify the citizens of the existence of what's around us, what what we would be able to create. At the same time, I understand the hesitation because not only can we we create good, we can create bad, but that's the uh, duality of human beings. But if you only have it being tended to and knowledgeable to a small group of people, it's never going to be beneficial. And it's never going to be as beneficial as it could be. That's that's the uh, disorganized segment for you.